Three, two, Prepare one. For light speed. Punch it, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Holocron Hoopla. Hoopla! The unofficial podcast of a galaxy far, far away. We're back again this week to talk about episode three of Ahsoka, the new live action Star Wars series pew, pew. airing on Disney Plus. Catching up with all of our favorite characters from Rebels. Clone Wars, all those other animated series that came out in the past and now brought to live action here on Disney+. Plus. So much excitement going on. Episode three, sorry, part three, Mm. Time to Fly, is what we'll be discussing here on the Hoopla podcast. We got to catch up with our good friend Ahsoka and Hu Yang as they bring in their new Padawan, finally. Nice. After years... Sabine Wren is now back under the tutelage of Ahsoka as they go off on their adventure. And we also catch up a little bit with our favorite, Hera. Is that her name, right? Yeah. General Hera Syndulla. General Hera Syndulla, as she tries to convince the higher-ups in the old government to get an army started. Lots. Chancellor Mothma? Ooh. Chancellor favorite oh, star wars topic politics has returned. i do love the politics. i was gonna i was i was wondering when someone was gonna say i just love the star wars politics well we barely made it 60 <laughs> seconds here you we go got everything you, you can you ever have want floor. in this episode insane lightsaber battles that don't make sense politics happening <laughs> in closed conversations um we got all sorts Andy's of fun just stuff gonna to filibuster so, this pod and just go off about all things Star Wars politics. Oh, it's just yeah. going to be you know, 60, 60 minutes time. of Andy. Yeah. From, from that 30 second scene. I'm just going to. Five and a half hours later. So let's talk about the, the start of six after the Battle of Yavin. The Imperial Gunship. <laughs> Joining me, as always, on the Hoopla podcast, we have the lore master, the political genius. Oh, yeah. Andy Ooh. Smith. Hey, Jamie, Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things. I was actually going to say Misa, Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things. Mm. DC, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. It was a good episode. It was a little short. I'm sure someone will bring that up on the pod as well, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. How about you? Just because it's a little short doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. Speaking of just because it's a little short, you can't enjoy it. We have everybody's favorite droid. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm personally requesting a new intro. (laughs) You don't get one. That's your intro Um, from here on out, baby. uh, You know what? Uh, Short things may come in small packages, but they can surprise you. Uh, Just Mm. as a lightsaber extends from the hilt <laughs> with the power of a where kyber. is he going i don't know where metaphor? i'm going with this this i have to do this every pod chris you don't know anyway it's everybody's favorite joy chris pio <laughs> c3 pio here excited to talk about episode three i'm sorry part three that is weird how oh, good call that, right yeah um, i guess it would be too one... confusing if they said episode three because those are the movies what about chap- the TV chap- chapter three. that's in mando right chapter unless this is what did they do in obi-wan because it makes me think it's a miniseries 
Mm. It does say miniseries on the official uh, website. Oof. Only a season? All right, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. I, no one's brought it up yet, but this episode was a little shorter, so there's lots to talk about, but uh, we got to get through it here. <laughs> and speaking of a little shorter, it's... <laughs> Now, uh, joining us on the podcast, we have, of course, the fourth member of the Hoopla Croopla. Aside from the fifth member, Andy's new dog. <laughs> his name, name, his, his name is Ralph, but should be Chewbacca. I don't know. What, what, someone was going to call He's him. He's got Wookiee fur. He's got Wookiee fur. He has Wookiee fur. Where'd you get yeah, that dog? Kashyyyk? Where's that dog? The fourth from? member of the Hoopla Croopla. Arguably the most important. Everybody's favorite aside from chris the droid i'd say uh, but we have an aspiring galactic senator this week <laughs> to talk everything politics get really into the nitty-gritty of what the voters are looking for and stay on the sidelines <gasps> <gasps> Jake Laxer here, a lover of all things <laughs> TV and movies. Oh, the, the most important well, senator. senator. What senator sounded? In fact, the entire Senate, if I if I do admit. Uh, Jake Laxer here, lover of all things TV and movies. Uh, this episode was the perfect Goldilocks bowl of length. I greatly oh enjoyed God. this. I thought... Wow. It was 37 minutes of a great time. So let's dive into the whales and go from there. Star whales. Hell yeah. Love Pinocchio them. style. We're diving into those whales. Gotta love the Purgles. Um, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Hoopla Podcast. We'll be here every week talking about each new episode of Ahsoka. We got all sorts of fun stuff going on. If you want to stay up to date with everything we're Hoopla and all about, uh, movies, TV shows, all that good stuff, you can catch us on all of the social media platforms. Chris, where can they find us? You can locate us at Hoopla Podcasts across platforms. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, where you can see little peeks behind the episodes, little BTS action of the uh, Hoopla Croopla here going on adventures both in the universe as well as outside of it. So be sure to follow along at Hoopla Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now. Boom. Love it. And if you want to support the show, you can, of course, leave us a rating, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to. We love seeing it. We love hearing what you guys think. Tweet at us with any of your crazy theories that you have. Uh, another way to support the show is we got some sweet merch. Andy, where can they find that? Jamie, you can uh, check us out here at hoopla.podcastnetwork.square.site. We have a great Holocron Hoopla Galaxy Far, Far Away mug that has a little man on the side. A, Luke Skywalker himself. A sneaky himself. little Luke Skywalker, right? What? Just <laughs> looking, from, looking from the side if you, as there's you a, drink tie, a coffee with the little TIE Luke fighter Skywalker. going right over top. Get your morning started right with two now, sons, a TIE fighter, and a Luke Skywalker. With that mug saying a galaxy far, far away, you know, that, that that's not exactly Disney's line. I mean... We are talking about a new galaxy, which is far, far away, that they have True. yet to name. So <laughs> they haven't have even been to that galaxy. <laughs> a galaxy, a galaxy, a galaxy far, far, further, far further away. away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, honestly, I feel further, like, further away. I think this is our trademark. I think we came up That's with this true. first. I, I yeah. was actually we, talking about our galaxy. Write it down now. Write it down now. This is our galaxy. So if you guys want to join us in our new galaxy, go and check out that link to the merch shop. Check out the links to all of our socials. And we'll be back to talk about part three of Ahsoka, Time to Fly, right after 
this quick break. And we are back. Oh boy, guys, I'm loving this show. Oh boy. When we last left off, <laughs> oh boy. we had Sabine Wren and Ahsoka had teamed back up after Sabine had solved the puzzle of the map, but then the map was stolen. The bad guys got the map. Now they're on a quest to go catch up with the bad guys as Hera Syndulla is on a quest to go have her fun little political conversations. And those are kind of the two main stories that we end up with this in this episode. Uh, let's, I guess let's start talking about um, what we had going on with Ahsoka, of course, and Sabine Wren. And of course, Hu Yang. He's there the whole Hu time Yang. too. I Great loved choice. what we had. Their whole storyline was very fun. We had this fun little like padawan jedi master apprentice master uh storyline going on with sabine uh beginning her jedi training once again hu yang's looking a little general grievous like you know with his multiple arms yeah that was pretty sick oh i love those little light training uh you know sticks that he had and the music in the background as he is (laughs) she's it's just a great training method like i'm so glad that ahsoka was able to find hu yang how did this droid survive the sith needed to grab him years ago that's a great question We'll probably find out in some animated short or a, a book or something. That's true. That's true. I, uh, I need Hu Yang at one point to be like, General Sindula. <laughs> I, I need that at some point. With the extension of the arms. Is yeah, that a she, theory? Are, is he going to say that? In that oh, way? I have. I, I mean, I have a crazy theory for you guys, but I'm going to save it for the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'll okay. save it for the oh, end. I'm going to leave you on your toes. Oh, I'm going to leave you on your toes. we got to get to the episode. we gotta, I, I we got to you're just going to have to keep gotta listening. Discuss. It's a spoiler for all the audience you got because jake is always right jake's <laughs> theories in all these series i've never on. been wrong not even this once. could be the first time that jake gets a theory <laughs> correct so you guys better stick around and listen to this whole episode um i was really enjoying i said this i'm gonna Help. keep saying this for the entire season of the show and i said this a lot last week this is so Star Warsy. Yeah, it's just so it's it's everything you expect and want from a Star Wars show. That Jedi Master and Apprentice relationship mm-hmm. we get here with Ahsoka being really hard on Sabine, but also helping to build her up and push her towards everything she needs to learn to become a Jedi Master. I'm really, really enjoying the relationship we have between these two characters. I completely agree, Jamie. I, I'm glad you brought that up at the forefront here, because I, it, when I watched this episode and I was watching uh, Sabine down in, in the fighter gun cockpit mm. and they were being chased by uh, you know the, the enemy, whoever the enemy is in Star Wars, it changes all the time. It, it is Star Wars at the end of the day, where we're literally talking about wars in the stars, you have to kind of suspend <laughs> belief on how a 1v6 dogfight uh, actually would take place. Granted, you do have a, a, a Jedi who's Don't get flying. Yeah. And, yeah, but that's exactly right, that's Andrew. You, is. This is the same yeah, that's, thing that, that, that was we've that been seeing. Now, here's what's different, and this is the point I want to make. When we get these shows like The Mandalorian, which was really good, and it kind of tapered off, still may be good. There's rumors there's a season four already written, things like that. We get the Obi-Wan show, which 
had really important moments and I'm glad it exists, mm-hmm. but just really wasn't Star Wars at its core. We take these characters from Rebels and we put them in classic Star Wars situations. This is working. This is working a lot more than Obi-Wan did and parts of Mandalorian mm-hmm. did. This feels like Star Wars. I'm glad you said that at the top because I realized it as soon as she was down in that cockpit and she was like, what do you need? And then they were working together and, and they yeah. were in danger. And, yeah. and then there was a big spacecraft that they ran into. And, you know what I mean? It's, it's just... <laughs> it was bad 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 arms. Big arms. It's classic Star Wars without repetition. When we got Force Awakens a couple years ago, everyone was pumped, jazzed. J.J. Abrams, this is 30 years after Star Wars, the everything that we know and love. It's brand new Star Wars. And while it was fun and still is fun to go back and watch sometimes, it was just a new hope. Again, that is its biggest fault, is that it is the same movie. And then, of course, episode eight and nine didn't necessarily follow up on that excitement in the same way that a lot of people feel. So this is finally just Star Wars. There's problems with this show. We'll get into gripes later, but... I didn't mean to steal the thunder right off the bat, but you brought it to my attention when I was watching. This is classic Star Wars with good, well-written characters who already Mm -hmm. existed. You didn't need to shoehorn in a a child Leia, or you didn't need to shoehorn Mm -hmm. in other Mandalorian characters that have no personality and no. You can shoehorn in a child Syndulla. I mean, that's that's fine. Ah, (laughs) which you kind of did. You can you can shoehorn a Lizzo character if you wanted to, but you didn't. They didn't (laughs) only Jack Black is there. Oh, that's true. They're they're a duo. Chris, I 100% agree. Uh, And Jamie, it truly is uh, the some of the same story beats that we fell in love with in the original trilogy, recharacterized in an interesting way with likable characters. Yes. And that's that's at the heart of it. They're likable characters, especially the the relationship between the two of them. The first two episodes, you know, you're you're they're giving us the information that they're not connected right now. But once that barrier is drawn down, they're fun to like watch interact with uh with, with the enemies, with with Hu Yang there. They're just uh, Rosario Dawson, very likable. When when she goes on her leaves the spacecraft and does some crazy stuff uh and then it congratulates <laughs> Sabine on her way. Thing that's the ever craziest happened in Star Wars. Yeah, we'll get to <laughs> yeah, it. We'll get yeah. to it. But but it's still it's fun. It's entertaining and that's what we loved about A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So it really does take at the heart of what I think the baseline of Star Wars is. And the other thing that is also sort of making this exciting and new and fresh is we haven't really had a master-apprentice relationship in which the master's mistrustful of the process. You know, we've mm, we've seen everyone true, yeah. sort of go through this where, okay, you do you go through the trainings, you go through the trials, then this is the outcome. A leads to B, and this is where we're at. Ahsoka's lived through that. She's seen the flaws. She's seen what's resulted in failure. And her trying to regain Sabine's trust in this and having gone through what she's gone through with Anakin, I think it just adds all the more to how enjoyable this relationship building is in this show, mm. particularly between those two. That's that's an excellent point, Jake. I, I, and, and that is emphasized by Hu Yang's line. Uh, I forget exactly where in the episode uh i totally lost my train of thought what was who yang's, who yang's line, line in in the middle of the episode about uh, their their relationship yeah but 
but it's about yeah. Sabine having no force sensitivity about uh, he said something well no? just like we saw in the episode our droid just got powered down difficulty we'll bring him back C3 up in a minute but uh right. let's let's we got to talk about the craziest thing that's ever happened in the history of star wars <laughs> ahsoka puts on a spacesuit goes yes, out on the we wings have astronauts. of the spaceship with her lightsabers and takes out starfighter <laughs> ships that are flying by as she's in hand-to-ship combat in the middle of space on a floating dead spaceship. <laughs> if you want to talk about reality, look, insane. If you want to talk about Star Wars, I fucking loved it. They're space wizards. so crazy and so They're fun. They're truly that, space that wizards. Awesome. And what was more space wizard than that? Yeah. <laughs> when she put on the spacesuit that had her like yeah, the tentacles <laughs> that yeah. like fit in snugly into their little spacesuit hem- helmet. Oh man, I I feel like that's going to get a lot of hate on the internet for being too ridiculous, but I think that's just beautiful. And Can insane. I give you I my Actually Jake, give me give me your opinion first and we'll go to Chris last cuz I feel like we know what he's going to say, but give me your opinion, Jake. <laughs> I'm I'm in complete agreement. Look, we were all there. Well, Chris and Andy and I were all there. Sorry, Jim. You could have been there. Maybe not. I don't know. But we were at Star Wars Celebration years ago uh, in Chicago. And at Celebration, they showed the trailer of Rey jumping up yes. and slicing oh, the TIE Fighter's wing off. And the crowd went ballistic. In fact, we acted like we hadn't seen the trailer before and people were losing their minds at us sort of reliving this experience, but it was funny, whatever. Uh, I digress. Anyhow, uh, the point is, this, I think, superseded that by a mile. I thought this was so cool to have done this in space. It, it was exactly what Jamie said. This was like peak uh, action sequence in Star Wars. I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So that was awesome. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the this is okay. To be fair to anyone that says this isn't this is a little goofy or whatever it may be, this has happened throughout the animated series for years. We've been seeing characters outside space space uh, the starships doing different things. I've seen troopers running across uh you know like fighting fighting roger roger droids flying through (laughs) space so if they can do it then ahsoka tano can run across that spaceship maybe do a few flips and then float out into space okay oh yeah it was a little funny at the very end when she's just like kind of flying off flying (laughs) off into space (laughs) and she has to get picked up (laughs) But I thought it was fun. It kind of fit the tone of the rest of the the episode, so I was fine with it. I know a lot of people say that's just like Leia supermanning across across space, but this is well, it's she fun. Did, Ahsoka hasn't learned that ability yet. <laughs> that's there's still potential. There's, All right, Chris, it's well, a new hope. Say you. Yeah. Are you are you are you calling in the contrarian? Yeah, I, bring on that wet blanket. I, I don't think my blanket has ever been wetter. I don't think our opinions have ever differed this much wow. on, a, on a particular topic uh, on pod here. 
I completely disagree. Uh, that was the goofiest, dumbest little stunt I've ever seen in any form of Star Wars. Now, granted, you're exactly right, Andrew. You are a fan of Clone Wars and Rebels. The season seven trailer for Clone Wars has Ahsoka jumping from ship to ship, blowing stuff up, using her lightsabers to safely get to the ground off of a wall. This is something we've seen Ahsoka do, don't get me wrong, but live action, Just the this way is it. not what people yeah. are looking for. You've got people who are on the fence about Star Wars having shows, or even any Disney Star Wars content at all, and you're going to throw this goofy-ass set piece at them where ahsoka has time in the middle of a battle to put on an entirely different spacesuit. if it was just the mask it would have been better that's fine and then the only part that <laughs> yeah, worked again we are on. complete yeah. opposites here i thought the only part that worked was when sabine picked her up with the wing because they do stuff like that in rebels and sabine is a good pilot and would understand that that ship works that way Plus the physics of Ahsoka floating out in space after jumping off of a solid object. That also made sense. This, this was a complete miss for me. I did not understand it. The enemy is shooting at her, allowing them to, allowing her sabers to be deflecting the, the, the actual lasers. Why not just shoot at any other part of the ship? That didn't They've make any sense. They've been trying for like 10 sense. minutes to shoot the ship. Okay, but now it's floating in space. Just blow it up. I, th this, this was a complete miss for me. It's my total gripe of the episode. I cannot believe we spent this much time on it because I thought we were all in agreement that this was goofy and a waste of time. It was you hilarious. Are a fool. <laughs> I'm still smiling from that episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that you scene. said no one I wants it. I'm scene. here for it. I am how here did we for get it. to this? Give me more. Without, how did we get to this without talking about the the samurai references in the very front of the episode? How cool that training was. How it references oh, we'll, we'll all those old that. samurai. Don't, don't worry. Don't yeah, worry. It doesn't yeah, we'll seem like we're getting we'll back, back to it because you guys are all about Ahsoka <laughs> floating in space with lightsabers. Yeah, it was awesome. But Chris, yeah, it was incredible. You, you said that this was a crazy thing for them to do for the live action audience. But what do you think of it just as yourself? Like, I guess you think that people aren't going to like this because it's ridiculous. But do you see any so aspect of this whales. being like a fun little Star Wars is insane. Like, yeah, <laughs> crazy shit happens in Star no, Wars agree. all the time. Well, and that's a good question. I, 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 there is kind of has to... a line, of course. But I so this obviously crossed the line for you. I thought it was fun. For me, I'm watching this as two people. I'm watching this as a, a Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars longtime fan who has seen all of that content and understands the basis of that stunt. But I'm also watching this as a general Star Wars fan who is excited for good Star Wars art, good Star Wars media. And that part of me is represented by the masses who maybe haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels that understand Ahsoka and other characters in that show do fantastical things in animation. This, for me, completely perturbed the generic Star Wars fan inside myself, as well as plenty of people are going to have that same opinion online. Star Wars is dumb. Why are they doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Again, the Clone Wars fan in me recognizes that all of that has basis. Dave Filoni would not make these grandest, grandeur characters able to do these fantastical things without good reason. It just did not translate, and I thought it was the dumbest thing we've seen so far. I respectfully disagree. Anyone who agrees <laughs> with Chris, I dare you to tweet at us. Tweet Bring at us. Bring it on. 
get in the comments. I don't care. Yeah, get in the comments. But Chris, you did bring up that the opening to this episode. Beautiful, wonderful, everything mm-hmm. about it. The the samurai Japanese style music. A lot of like uh, uh, just the the beginning training sequences. The actual training room itself, which is yes. happens to also be the dining room and the the (laughs) hollow projector and a training facility all within this one room. room. It's it great utility. Great job. Ahsoka. I I love that opening. That was one of my favorite openings to a star Wars episode. Just that uh, immediate sequence. Then again, the very first episode, that opening sequence was good too. So I think they're, they're really, really riveting openings and then cliffhangers at the end of each of these episodes that are leaving me wanting more i agree yeah the the start of the episode the training one very key detail i want to point out for very 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 deep star wars fans andrew i know you the one that turned me on to this as most of the star wars content you turned me on to you remember forces of destiny yeah the little animated Mm, shorts choices we make the actions we take (laughs) these were tiny little animated shorts kind of around the clone wars era There's one in very particular that I watched last night because it sparked my memory after watching Ahsoka. When Ahsoka trips Sabine and Mm -hmm. when they're sparring, that is exactly what Master Yoda did to Ahsoka when she was learning how to wield two sabers. The exact same trip. I went back and watched that Forces of Destiny little mini short. It is a learned behavior. Ahsoka picked that up. Now, I don't know if it's a direct reference or not, but by golly, it looks pretty similar. So, Chris, I had the exact same thought, but not from nice. Yoda, but from Anakin during uh, the trial. What is the, the most recent? Uh, the Jedi Trials. Oh, uh, trials Tales of, of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Tales, yeah, Tales, Tales of, of the Jedi. Jedi. Yep. Uh, Great where, show. Where over and over again, Anakin is pushing Ahsoka and she keeps failing and failing and failing. And she he yeah. keeps telling her that we'll lose this war if you keep failing. And it kind of goes to this whole like, anger and she gets angry and then she yep. she's using that and he, she says anger and frustration are quick to give uh give are quick to give power but they also unbalance you let's go again that's almost verbatim what yep. anakin said to ahsoka Was that the quote of the episode is that what you were just reading yeah it actually is the quote of the episode i had to state it because it's just a wonderful line that embodies ahsoka as a character and when she when sabine's on the ground and she looks up and she says let's go again ahsoka's just gonna push her and push her until that connection of the force is made like it, yeah. it's really interesting and on that note when we see the scene of Sabine trying to move the little mug oh, and it yeah. does not yeah. budge, I loved that decision. That the was a brilliant scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 The, the fact oh, it would have been it so move, dumb if they'd made it. Yeah. If the bit. fact that it did not move, the fact that they, you know, it's, it, there was that determination that they were discussing and the struggle mm-hmm. of her trying to feel the force and, yeah, the, the fact that the item remained stationary, I was very pleased. Yeah, I'll even go as far as to say, I hope they keep that going the whole season. Mm. I mm. think if they decide to, as the season goes on, Sabine like figures out how to be the greatest Jedi ever and like she gets control of the Force and is able to wield the Force as well as Ahsoka and as well as other Jedi, 
I think that's going to be a terrible decision for them to make. I think that they that Sabine should have to struggle with the Force all along. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. just because she's the main character doesn't mean she automatically has to be good at everything. I think what they're doing right. is very interesting character-wise and story-wise to have her be struggling to do this thing that she really wants to do. And I don't think that the final goal for this season should be her magically being the greatest Jedi ever. So I have a I have a I have a question and a potential theory off that question. So when she gets angry, she has the 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 screen protector over her eyes, which once again, Grogu's done this, Luke has done this, there's a bunch <laughs> of younglings in the Clone Wars series that have done this. Once again, just taking the same concept and recharacterizing it in a different way. Um, she does, it almost seems like she is, like, is she just using her senses, or do you think she's connecting there at all to the Force? It, like, she's, when she gets angry and, you know, kind of frustrated, she does, she is strong, and then she does, like, almost connect, uh, broke, it's actually a Brocken wooden sword I, th- I saw in the subtitles, Brocken wooden sword that connects with, with Ahsoka. So is she connecting to the force there? Are we saying that, you know, she's she's still whole wholesale unconnected to the force, but maybe when she gets angry, she does connect to the force. Maybe. I was thinking that she's not really connecting with it because she does make contact with Ahsoka, but then she does like four other swings that just hit air after that. So she's right. like be- connection. Because miss, 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 miss. And I think it could be miss, 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 miss. So cool, Jamie, if what you said is true, but towards the end of the season, what they find in Peridia, Peridia is not what they expected. And maybe she connects to the dark side and is able to use the force. I That could be Ooh, a really interesting, fun way interesting. to bridge that. that maybe she cool. they get there, they do find Ezra. Maybe Ezra is fighting against someone else and is on the same side as Thrawn. I, there's so many interesting like paths that this series can take. Question and I think for it would be, be fun if it's based around Sabine. What is Peridia? Peridia is the location. I, mm-hmm. Is it Peridia or Peridia? I, I don't recall. But it's the location really of wherever in the other galaxy where the okay. space whales are able to get to. So presumably, uh, Peridia is that final destination where Thrawn and Ezra are uh, that were taken by the space whales and hyperspace lanes, as we were Hell explained yeah. to by uh, Hu Young uh, and, at the end of the episode. Okay, sweet. I, I may have missed. I assume and, they said that name in this episode, and I just missed it. But this brings me. Balin to, says it last episode. I have a very important question for Jake Laxer. Oh God! I want you to give us a recreation of your live reaction to the space whale scene from this episode. <laughs> oh shit! It's the space whales. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty much what it was. Uh, and it's funny. I was actually I've never done share play before. I was I was watching share play. You know, you can share the video with uh, yeah. with someone else while you're watching the show. I was watching it with my girlfriend, Hi, and Anna. she was like, "What?" <laughs> and she was so confused as to what was going on. But I was freaking out about about the space whales. Love the purgle. Great to see them Pergle, in live right. action. Honestly, I thought they looked better in live action than they did in the an- animated. So uh, much show, better. In, in oh gosh, show, they did such a good job. This is one of those places, and I'm not going to get back to the flippy part that Chris didn't really like, but (laughs) this show has taken some very goofy uh, elements from Rebels and Clone Wars 
and taken them into live action perfectly. Yes. And I think the space whales are a great reflection of that. When, when the space whales first presented in what we thought was a filler episode in Rebels Season 3, we're like, why are they introducing whales that fly and go into <laughs> hyperspace? This doesn't make any sense. And then when you're watching it live action, they're so beautiful and it's, they're majestic. You're like, oh yeah, these would be giant creatures that go into hyperspace. Yeah. Um, it, it just it works this makes sense now yeah. of course yeah. if you can flip on a spaceship you can go to hyperspace why not <laughs> yeah exactly right? you could totally flip on a spaceship they're like blue whales and everyone loves a blue whale a blue whale mixed with an octopus mixed with a squid mixed with space i guess i i agree you take this in contrast to how the mythosaurs were introduced in the mandalorian which again very cool creatures we did see proof that the mythosaurs do indeed exist but they're more of exactly that a myth they're more of a concept they're more of a uh, not an end goal but something to fight for something to remind you we are mandalorian we will not give up this is our creed you take this in contrast though we don't we're only three episodes into ahsoka but what we know about the purgles is already so important mm. and they made it make sense it doesn't matter that the mythosaur exists beneath the minds of mandalore because there was no ramifications we may not even get more information his about the eye mythosaur. opened up that's it we don't know what they do yeah. we don't know if if there's we don't only even one know if there's a hundred this was very <laughs> it was different his left and it, eye for sure this was very different and it made sense that there's a mm. pack of whales or a, 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 I don't know what you want to call it. A, a, a pod. A herd of Purgle? A pur so oh, actually, a is it a pod? I, I did Purgle learn pod. is oh, I like Purgle that. is plural. So it's ah, like Purgle. Fish. Yeah, exactly. That's right. What's a single What's a single whale called then? That's a, a Purgle. That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> Purg? Is it, like, is it like moose? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's moose. Exactly. Meese. Now, Jamie, well, you, you brought up a theory back in Mando. You said you wanted Grogu riding a myth Mythosaur. Now oh, we yeah. need Grogu on a mythosaur on a purgle. That's what we <laughs> need to have happen. That is what I want. I want Ahsoka to be doing a lightsaber battle on top of that purgle at hyperspeed. Oh my god. Fighting a space octopus. I wonder if we've ever seen a Jedi stand on a purgle with his lightsaber on that happens to be green and is named Ezra Bridger. See, like oh this is what God. they this is what they do. Like this is Dave Filoni, and it's not gonna be goofy. And maybe there might be one, maybe 25% of the, the hoopla podcast might think it's a little goofy, but I think they can pull it off. Those things are I was so so happy that they were flying around it. They were just majestic. They were they were epic. Like I've no other words. I'll just repeat them. Majestic. <laughs> majestic. Epic. epic. I'm talking majestic. I'm talking epic. <laughs> they were yeah. very cool. The last thing I want to say about the Sabine and Ahsoka relationship before we have to, we can't change stories just yet because we do have to talk about the dark side of this whole situation. That's true. Mm. The hottie was there. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jake, uh, remember when I malfunctioned about 20 minutes ago? Yes. I uh, pulled up the scene. Back. I remember what I was going to say about your point between the relationship between Ahsoka and Sabine. And, and you're exactly right when you say that Ahsoka has been through this before, realizes those flaws, which was a great way for you to put it. This is only emphasized by Hu Yang's statement when he says the Jedi Order would not 
ever have accepted Sabine for training. She mm-hmm. just would not belong. Ahsoka kind of fights mm-hmm. him back on that. And then Hu Yang pulls no punches and says, you are from a long line of abnormal, un, uh, non-traditional, uh, non-traditional Jedi. Jedi. And oh man, that hit. And she pauses and you could see yeah, it on her yeah. face. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I, I malfunctioned earlier, but I wanted to make sure I got that in because that's a, that's a huge, he's not wrong. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. the method yeah. acting on the podcast, C3PIO. Yeah, that was good. One, one other quick thing on that, that scene, Chris. Embrace. When he mentions that very few Mandalorian have become Jedi. Yeah. In my mind, all I heard was midichlorians. It's all in the genes. Yeah, Yeah, that's all in the genes. (laughs) What's the middle count? That one guy, Tar Vizsla, he was a Jedi in the Old Republic. And then he must have left and not had offspring because there is just no midichlorians in those genes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now oh, Sabine man. is uh, a member of House Vizsla, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Like way back, she is actually a part of House Ren. There, her mother and father have their own house. Must be nice. And her brother. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So they're a separate. They're a separate clan, but they're not doing too well. Uh, <laughs> For now, uh, until Sabine thankfully Ren she is the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever she does. Uh, yeah, so uh, of course all this stuff going on with Ahsoka and Sabine is happening as they're being attacked by the Hottie and Merrick and some other people in spaceships as they approach the Eye of Scion. A uh, big old space battle, boom, 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 lasers blasting, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff happens. They escape through the pot of whales and take refuge in the forest. And we're left on a bit of a cliffhanger just at the bit. very end as we meet up again with uh, Skull. Balin uh, Skull. Balin Skull as he sends out his little minions to go find them in the forest. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with all these little bad guys and our and our little friends in the forest. Can, can I just say that once again, they they're in a, a a battle above in space. They go and they weave through giant uh, creatures, land in a forest, t- turn all of the power down in the ship so they cannot be detected. And then the guys are the bad guys are now coming into the forested area to come get them. What a Star Wars sequence! Once again, <laughs> recharacterize everything that we know, like that we already know, and just have fun with it. That was that was mm. a lot of fun. I loved yeah, it. I mm. loved the, the dog fight. Was beautifully shot. It was very well done. Uh, you know, in the cockpits and everything. It's classic Star Wars. Uh, it was raining. When they got down to the planet level, which I thought was a nice touch, you could see rain in the cockpit the, the, windows. The, the and, leaves on those trees, the maroon yeah. color, that also mm-hmm. like was very similar to their ship. That was a that's somewhere that I want to take Cal Kestis in the video game too Ooh. and explore that forest now. <laughs> like there you go. Sea Toss is the name. Sea Toss of that planet. Um, yeah, my my. My only gripe on the uh, the dark side of the story here was that uh, Ray Stevenson was only in it for a single line. I agree. Uh, and Andy had a great. smoldering look. I think his did have ten seconds smoldering. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that they lingered on that shot like to fill a, a time length requirement. It would have been or a something. thirty-two minute episode if it wasn't for that lingering <laughs> smolder. <laughs> 
just so broody. He never turns around to address his peons. He's just like, find them. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> the only crime is that he was not in it war. Oh, and they're setting up episode four with Balin's skull to just be, that's going to be a heck of so a confrontation menacing. between him and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to happen. And I hope, oh, well. I hope that the giant map, I hope he gives us, he goes through his evil villain dialogue and tell us, you know, all of his plans right before they lock lightsabers. Yeah, no, that, that fight looks awesome based off the trailers that they've been showing and sort of hinting right. at. Spoilers. Uh, really looking forward to that. Come on, hey, come it's on. in the trailer. Come on. It's in the trailer. <laughs> trailer spoilers. I mean, one other thing about the, the villain side, there is a really interesting dynamic between Shin and Morgan. Every interaction, they are at odds, and oh, there is yeah. almost a competition, and it really leads me to believe that is Shin going to turn on Morgan at some point this season? Ooh, or that's a theory. Like, that she is like almost disregards her as a leader at all yeah she has that one line where she's like congratulations morgan you got them almost almost (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I don't know what's going on there we we don't know how they came together we don't know why their goals are aligned necessarily Uh, again the only thing we know that they're in the search for is power uh or at least uh, uh balin and and shin uh, obviously Morgan's looking for Thrawn for some other reason, who, by the way, we're almost halfway through this and we still have yet to actually see Thrawn. Is that a problem for Ahsoka? Not at all. I mean, the sh- Ahsoka, the show. We're going to be zipping hyperspace style very soon. We're okay. We're at the Eye of Scion right now. We're with the we got We gotta go to the other galaxy at the end of next episode, right? Like, is uh, that, I don't the, think oh, it needs to be credits? that immediate. I don't think it needs to be that immediate. I just don't want it to be like, oh, in Mandalorian, we got to the last two episodes and they just threw yes. all this content at us and they didn't let it breathe. So I don't want that to be the case here. Mm. That is my genuine concern. Yes, absolutely. That is exactly what I was thinking of, how the two-part finale of The Mandalorian Season 3, as great as it was, was so quick. It was quick. Jake, you go first. I have a theory. Oh, um, I mean, I was just going to you know, circle back to my, my projected theory that I mentioned at the start of the episode, but... Yes, hit us us with the theory. Everybody, if you haven't been paying attention, pay attention (laughs) now. (laughs) So we see Merrick again fighting alongside Haiti in this episode in the space fight. If you say Ezra, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose it. This, This would be absolutely insane off the wall. This is an evil bionic Kanan. What? No. No, I'm sorry, Jake. That was a great. No, no. It, I can't even call it great. I was just trying we to give see you some his comfort. son in this episode. We okay, see his Jake, son in this episode. They're playing with to... our emotions. Anything is possible. They're, they've showed the rest of the entire cast already. Possible. They've shown the, the entire rest of the cast in Rebels. There's only one missing piece, and they have not shown face. That is bionic evil Kanan. Could I'm going to have to move us on as quickly as possible. <laughs> Jamie has I a question. I my eyes out after I, hearing that one. I did see, I'm going to read you guys a theory that I saw on Twitter that's similar to what Jake oh. is posing. This is uh, a theory that comes from at Mastertainment. No idea who that oh, is, but yeah, shout MT. out to... One of our friends uh, over on New Rockstars, or previously on New Rockstars. Oh, MT. Uh, thank you, MT. 
his theory is that Merrick is Jason, possibly due to Whoa. World Between Worlds shenanigans. He says it would tie into the that. wolf theme due to it being Kanan's son, and it would also Whoa. kind of mirror Jason Solo from Legends. Yeah. Uh, we see in this episode Jason's desire to be a Jedi might lead him to the dark side. So that's maybe not Kanan, but Kanan's son is Merrick. So that would be I, very can I, can I take that on the, the last part there where they would not name that character Jason without, like, the way it's spelled, J-A-C-E-N, which mm-hmm. is in Legends... Jason Solo, who it is kind of who Ben Solo is based off of, who goes to the dark side uh, and becomes a Sith. Why would you say, why would you name him Jason without maybe that being an intention unless they're just trying to get us nerds all riled up? Getting them nerds all I, happy. I'm getting riled. I'm getting riled. <laughs> I don't know why Ezra would change his name to Jason out of the blue. That's kind of weird, but... He's sticking with it. It's gotta be. We're getting Ezra. too far away from and core by Ahsoka Ezra, you mean evil here. bionic? I, I, if I recall last week, you all were getting on me for talking too much about Clone Wars and Rebels, and I would like to point out that we are doing that exact same thing right now. And I would like to point out that I am going to take us away from that with a new theory that I have that has to do with travel between galaxies. Oh, yes. We're going to what a galaxy far, far, far away in this Seven season at some I hope it happens soon, as we've mentioned. My theory is that we're going to have a split party situation. We're going to have Ooh. Ahsoka and Sabine are going to either hitch a ride with the bad guys on the Eye of Scion, or they're going to hitch a ride with the Pergil to follow the Eye of Scion to go meet up Ooh. with Thrawn and Ezra in a galaxy far, 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 far away. That's going to leave General Syndulla alone. She's currently trying to get an army to go fight after them, and she is going to either possibly find a way to bring an army with them to that galaxy or to get an army to prepare for their return. But I think we're going to have a bit of a of a split party situation happening as... Uh, Ahsoka and Sabine fight in a galaxy far, 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 far away, and General Syndulla keeps our galaxy uh, ready for the return of Thrawn. Thoughts? That's a that's a Brilliant. very large Brilliant. possibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. I I feel, and as we shift attention to Hera, uh, you know, General Syndulla did not have a lot of to do this episode. An awesome singular scene talking to the senators and chancellor, which was very cool. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, excellent. Well done. Uh, but really just not a lot to do except for, hey, I tried to help, but sorry, <laughs> politics, I can't. Uh, and then they lose contact with her and we don't see her the rest of the episode. So not a lot to do in the B story here, but I like your theory. That could definitely work. Yeah. I I would actually say that probably is going to happen, Jamie. Oh, wow. Well. I think Era is going to stay back with Chopper and the politics of and of, Jason uh, and, and Jason course, you the, mean the, Merrick the future the the future former Merrick Jedi turned Sith I don't know <laughs> wibbly wobbly timey wimey um Hu Yang style but I yeah I, I, I definitely think that. they they have to they they definitely are gonna hitch a ride on Eye of Scion you, you would hope at least do you think they're going to go on the Eye of Scion, or yes. are they going to take the whales? So I don't think you can just take the whales. You can't just like Ezra strap like it. a saddle. Well, not not really. He was on a ship that was taken by whales. Don't worry about that. Go watch Rebels. It's a lot of fun. 
they they could but be it's on a good, ship it's taken by whales. But I, I agree, Chris. The the B plot here with, with Hera, it was just a good introduction back to one of our favorite characters, Mon Mothma, played by Genevieve O'Reilly. She is yeah. a great presence every mm-hmm. time she shows up on screen. Wonderful in Andor, wonderful in small parts of, of, uh, of, Revenge, of the, Revenge of the Sith, the one deleted scene but i i really love that character <laughs> and it shows immediately okay here's the new republic they're weak the the senators are weak and that was shown all through andor and with with the imperial senate and it's shown here with the what turns into the new new republic senate with a senator that just sat on the sidelines uh what was his name uh senator ziono who's clearly mm-hmm. at odds with with uh with hera i they keep harping on that one thing i do wonder is why hera interacted with them in that way she was very at least in rebels very good at politics she yeah. was kind of the bridge of politics with the the rebel crew and she got angry and she spouted off and she then did not get the fleet. So that was a little odd, I thought. But, you know, it's fun to see Hera interact with uh, Chancellor Mothma. I imagine the politicians during this era in Star Wars, though, are probably pretty prideful in terms of having eliminated the Empire at this point. True. So, you know, yeah. why why amass those resources and allocate their time and money towards something that might not even exist? So I understand their steadfast approach, but... You're right. Hera, Hera could have been more herself in that scene. I, I agree, Jake. And, and, and well said there. I think when you bring in the, the Senator Ziono, who clearly, I don't think Hera and, and him have ever necessarily met, uh, but certainly they know of each other. You know, Hera being kind of a, a, a war hero of sorts. She, Andy, did not approach this in the same way because at this point you cannot. I I feel like this brand new, they even call it a fledgling republic with limited mm-hmm. resources. That's what Ziono uses to say, absolutely not, we can't approve this mission. So while Hera is still fighting the good fight and, and using her skills and knowledge, this is a different type of republic. And and Jake's right. It's just, there's there's not enough to go around you. You can't have that same type of situation. And especially when they talk about the Imperial Remnant, the one senator says... The, the one senator, you know, says we're, uh, why would, um, cast it? Wait, I see now I'm looking at Chris. I, I forgot what I was going to say, but I'm <laughs> oh. looking at that lady in he my mind. He shut down but, also. But um, yeah, one of the senators said, there's no way that anybody still supports the empire. Yeah. And General Sindula says, what does long live the empire sound like to you, buddy boy? <laughs> I mean, it is true that they just rehired everyone and, you know, but you have to do that in a society because you can't just have all your workers go away. But at the same time, it. It shows, once again, the Empire never truly went away. They did not kill it to its core. It comes back as the First Order, and three years after the Republic is, you know, stood back up, you know, the they're weak. And so I, it's just interesting that Star Wars has taken this turn where it's the Empire never truly went away. Um, but I like them talking about Thrawn. They know about Thrawn. Mothma is scared of him. Um, so I want to see him on screen live action. It's Next coming episode. It's coming Next very episode. soon. Now, before I attempt to bring this episode to a close, is anybody going to get <laughs> mad at me again? Or <laughs> do we have anything less that we need to discuss before we close out this episode and get ready for 
for episode Jason's four. green hair. Oh That's yeah, his hair was green. His hair was green. He does have green hair. Once again, yeah. goofy. The green hair was goofy, but it looked pretty cool in live <laughs> action. Because if you're a human Twi'lek offspring, then you probably look like a human and have green hair. <laughs> That's much better than being a human-colored Twi'lek. That would be uh, uncomfortable looking. There's human-colored Twi'leks. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, we saw them yeah, in, uh, in Andor, yeah. right? They were weird-looking. Like, uh, but also like Bib Fortuna. You know, he's kind of a human-colored yeah. Twi'lek. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you all for doing this episode. <laughs> I, I, well, hold on. You, you, okay, you didn't say go for is there anything else? <laughs> Chopper! Is there what else, else do I have to say? <laughs> Chopper's great. Chopper's great. Chopper's Gotta great. clap it for Chopper. I, I, I just want to shout out Home One. Uh, yes. The, the, yes. the large uh, rebel ship that we see uh, in most of the you know, episode four, five, and six. You know, Admiral Akbar in charge. Not in this episode, but perhaps we do get a little cameo. But the same ship. Akbar himself. Mon it Mothma is, is ship, back. Yeah. She's back in the same room just as a holocron or a hologram. A yeah. Holocron. Holocron hoopla. <laughs> uh, saying where many Bothans died. Right in yes. that exact same spot. I thought that was it's cool. This, nice small touch. Man. So Any Bothans died to, to bring it. us this information. All right, I'm done. I got nothing else. I think we've exhausted it all. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, truly, we've gone double the time of the actual. Oh, episode. oh, the one thing that, that that I did when we're talking about the Purgle, I know this is kind of going back, but just if we're talking overall recap, when Ahsoka and Sabine are trying to evade the gunships and they're flying through the Purgle, there's a moment where we think that Sabine and Ahsoka are going to crash into one of the tentacles, but it kind of opens up. And we've seen kind of force-connected animals before not necessarily communicate, although we have seen them communicate with humans, Jedi, things like that. We've kind of seen them non-verbally communicate things in an effort to help those who are force-sensitive. Sabine was flying the ship at this point. Do we think at all that this was the first inkling of Sabine's force sensitivity kind of popping out? Because remember, we haven't, she has not seen Purgle since the day that Ezra disappeared in Rebels Season 4 finale. So maybe this has sparked something inside of her. Maybe this was the catalyst she was looking for when she couldn't pull the cup towards her. Maybe this is her way to get sparked and connected to the Force. Uh, I, I, it's just a, just a thought that maybe this was kind of our first inkling of Force connectivity for Sabine. I mean, also, Chris, it could be Ezra Bridger has a connection to those Purgle. It very well could. That it could, actually could be, is a good point. It could be that that connection back to Sabine through the Purgle. This is true. I, I like that pickup. Yeah. Good note. Good note. For me, I think I think my one gripe of the episode. Your one gripe. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, my one gripe of the episode. I always have one. Gotta say it. Gotta gotta leave it on the pod. The fulcrum has a shield of mere invincibility. I mean, oh, yeah. we had so many yeah. space lasers firing at this ship, and it had maybe just a little chip off the mainframe. I I don't know. I, Deflectors at ten percent, and it's just it goes <laughs> for like, another five. Well, shit, minutes. about time. That's as good as it gets, baby. Ten percent is a thousand percent in Star Wars terms. Uh, <laughs> I kind of I, I agree gripe. with you. No, I agree with you, Jake. But in terms of Star Wars representation. 
they've never really kind of explained how shields and deflectors work. I think any of the Star Wars properties, whether it's anyone from Ryan Johnson in Episode Eight, where most of the movie was shield deflectors, just going straight. That's that's what I wrote down. Poe Dameron. Don't even recharacterize the scenes we love with Poe Dameron. So I'll give him a pass just because we don't really know how shields and deflectors and even the lasers themselves work. That movie. It's magic. It's space. It's technology. Three quarters of that film was simply (laughs) firing lasers at a shield. I hated that decision. Okay, I'm done. We're not going to talk about episode eight anymore. Please move on. And we are done with this episode of Alacron Hoopla. Thank you all for tuning in this week. It was a very fun episode. Uh, I can't wait for part four as we catch up with Ahsoka and Sabine who are taking refuge in the forest. Hopefully not to be discovered by the bad guys, but they certainly will be. And I can't wait to see what happens there. And we'll see what happens with General Syndulla as she has to maybe attempt to find some uh, non-bureaucratic methods of forming an army to help defend the New Republic against uh, evil Thrawn boy. So, as we do every episode... Can't wait to <laughs> evil see evil Thrawn, Thrawn boy. boy. Yeah, that's his Mads name, right? Mikkel- <laughs> Mad Mickelson himself, evil Thrawn boy. Evil Thrawn boy, well, he's you coming. You say that, Andy. You say that like it's important. And again, we still have yet to see Thrawn three episodes in. So, I don't know. I like, hold I like it. that hold decision. It. I like just it. Hold I like it. it. Yeah, hold just hold it. it. Hold and then let, let it breathe, Dave. <laughs> don't rush this. I don't want to see 12 hey Dave, let it breathe. Th- clones in the last episode of the finals. Ah. <laughs> Ah. Why does he have 12 clones? Actually, we can't talk about that right now. Let's All of Star Wars from here on out is all about making sense of somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> it's the yeah. most there's 700 writers in a writers room trying to retcon that to make it make sense for 12 years. Um but until they figure that out what we got to do right now is we got to give this episode a classic hoopla rating on a scale of one to order 66. C3PIO, what do you think of this episode? I uh, I enjoyed the episode. Aside from the one complete waste of time, about seven <laughs> or eight minutes, I, I, I'm sorry to the stunt coordinators. I'm, I'm sorry to anyone <laughs> who was in the uh, choreography involved sorry, with that. I, it just didn't work for me. Um, but aside from that, I, I'm still really excited about this show. I, I, I was kind of thinking, again, Rebels fans especially and Clone Wars fans as well, I've got to be so happy right now. And that's me. I am. I, I'm really pleased with the first three episodes of this. I'm still kind of waiting for what the casual Star Wars fan who's coming off of a okay Season three of Mandalorian, who's coming off of uh, Obi-Wan from last year, who I'm still Mm kind of waiting for what's going to grip them, but I'm willing to wait. I think this is a great show. Episode three was a little bit shorter, but it wasn't any less impactful or less interesting. It was Uh, Andrew, this is my time. Andrew, this is my time. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead... Uh, I'm gonna me, rate this. I'm gonna have to ask Chris, you to cut your microphone Chris, off. Chris, give you, give us your rating, and then turn it off. A stable 52 out of 66. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I rated uh, the first two episodes last week. There's, there's nothing better, nothing worse. Um, I, I'm, I'm still just very excited about the, the prospects of the show, and excited to see where this goes. I love it. 
And uh, the Jedi Historian seems to be pretty antsy over here. What you got for us this week? Me? Andy Smith, Jedi Historian. Oh, I'm not, I'm not the Jedi Historian. <laughs> Jake, sure. Jake, you can be a historian. You're an archivist. Uh, Hell yeah. I, I, I mean, Jake's a senator. Once or twice. I mean, that's true. <laughs> aspiring you senator. senator. You're, you're the aspiring <laughs> Senator Ziono. Um, I love this episode. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 53 out of 66 hooplas. Hoopla. I, the... My concern from episodes one and two have been relieved, and that was the the dynamic between Ahsoka and Sabine. There was some points where it just there was a barrier that made them a bit unlikable. But in this episode, because they've moved back into the training, I they're just fun to watch together. And I think next week is going to be really entertaining to see how they take down the enemies, their interactions with Balin and Shin and Merrick, Jason Solo himself, uh, <laughs> Jason Sindula himself. Jason Sudeikis <laughs> himself. It was a lot of fun. Hey, by the way, in the training room, I counted nine lightsabers. How did Ahsoka get nine lightsabers That's in the back? Question. That was pretty cool. They might not all have crystals in them. Order 66 That's was true. a terrible time. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that, that's that's the most plausible <laughs> oh, answer. Oh, God. Yeah. Just it's pulling true. them off yeah. bodies. Oh, I mean, it's shit. true. Huyang is, so is going to get those, and then maybe he'll wield them at some point. That's Jake's theory. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly hello hope there. so. It'd be like, yeah, a little, hello there. Uh, a little hello there to Huyang. Gotta love him. Uh, anyhow, do you want my rating? I'll I'll give you my rating. I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> okay, I'll give you my rating. Sure. Um, so I like this episode from start to finish. I didn't think there was an issue with the time format because it was just fully entertaining from minute zero to minute thirty-seven. Absolutely wonderful appearance of an episode. Uh, we got some great highlights with the Purgles. We got some great highlights with Jason and. My favorite oh, my highlight of all, uh, Ahsoka doing a flip over <laughs> the ship with a lightsaber. Yes, thank you. The, the stunt coordinator <laughs> would be proud. really just went out on a limb, went out on a tentacle with this one, <laughs> trying to pull anything they could out of a hat. And I loved it. I thought it worked very successfully. I love to see her explode a ship in space without using a laser of sorts, unless it's one extending from a lightsaber hilt. I'm going to give it a 58 out of 66. Oh, it was a good time. That's and a, I can't wait to see next week's incredible. episode. That's incredible. Lest we forget that, that that jump was only possible because the enemy shot directly at her <laughs> lightsabers. <laughs> and then flew two feet away from the enemy ship instead oh, of shooting yeah. from a distance. That's kind if, of what Kylo just, did in, in episode nine. Yes. Yeah, oh, exactly. their ship's disabled and their only option is for me to fly directly next to them? Let's do it. <laughs> I love hey, it. Congratulations, it good Morgan. Idea. It's called Synergy, Chris. The bad guys and the good guys team up to make the good guys win. We need episode yeah. four. What, are you going to kill him off? <laughs> I can't wait for episode four. Uh, I'm going to... I'll give this a, a nice... I think I'll go 52 as well as you, Chris Pio. 52 out of 66. Very enjoyable episode all the way through. Nothing too extra special, spectacular that would bump it up into a higher rating but enjoyable from start to finish i'm really enjoying the show the relationship between ahsoka and sabine is one that i am through three episodes 
having never seen these two characters interact with each other before, I think it's a great little relationship, Master Apprentice style that we have, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. So, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Hoopla Podcast. Be sure to tune in again next week and the weeks following as we watch every single episode of Ahsoka, and we got all sorts of fun stuff happening after that, so be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff to stay up to date with all the Hoopla. Hoopla! As we end every episode of the Hoopla Podcast, it is time for the moment of highest hoopla, the quote of the episode. What do you have for us this week, Andy? And as I'm going to say again, because it's such a great quote, anger and frustration are quick to give power, but they unbalance you. Let's go again. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin Kiner. Great episode. Great composition. Yeah, awesome theme. Just beautiful. The music. Absolutely. On Star Wars Point.